When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Success to Significance Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I am so delighted that you joined us today. And I want to say, if this is your first time, thank you. Thanks for gracing us with your presence. If you've been listening for a short period of time, since this podcast is not that old, I just want to thank you for your patronage to us. Appreciate it very, very much. And I just want to remind everyone, please subscribe. Take a moment to subscribe. Write us a great review and give us a great ranking because it will help us continue to grow. So today I am delighted to invite my guest, Tony Guarnacha, who is... Well, he's a new author. He's a new author of the book called Small Steps to Grow Profits. And he has quite a story. You know, and I think it's interesting how his story is because it's not just taking steps to create profit, but he had to come out of the basement steps to get to a point where he could take steps to profit. So welcome, Tony, to the show. So happy to have you as a guest. Thank you so much. Real pleasure to be here today. Thank you. So I want to get right to it before we get into what people could do, some small steps that they could take without giving away too much of your book, right? <laughs> but you know your story about your homelessness. So take us back, to rewind everything. Let's take us back to a time where you found yourself homeless, or you can even go before then. What happened? And then bring us forward into, you said, you know what? I'm going to take what I know and I'm going to apply it and give it to the world. Sure. Happy to do so. So the story really starts when I was 12 years old. So when I was 12, my parents had an Italian baker, wonderful bakers, but unfortunately, they didn't know what they didn't know about growing a business. And so when I was 12, sadly, that business failed. And so myself, my mother, and my father all moved into my oldest sister's basement. She's 18 years older. So we moved into her basement and rebounded. That's kind of where we started. I remember even a friend of mine was asking me about a specific time there at that point. I remember sitting in that basement doing my homework and thinking, boy, I hope not me in the future. I I don't want to have this. I am destined for great things. And so years later, I went to college and, you know, I I had that desire to kind of redeem things. I'm looking at that now, you know, kind of examining myself through this process. And I went and got an entrepreneurship degree at the university and learned all I could about business left college, and then started a second business with my parents after I graduated called Image Cake. And so it was going back to the bakery concept yeah, where we could yeah. take a cake, put a photo on it, 
and mail it anywhere in the country. Right. And so with that business, we ended up winning best new product from the New York Incentive Show, which was amazing because we got a lot of notor- a lot of uh, publicity. We had celebrity clients like Jay Z, Jennifer Lopez. A lot of people were really excited about it. And so yeah. that business had a certain level of success. But then I again found out that I didn't know what I didn't know about growing a business. Right. And so that business sadly also failed. Wow. So here, here I am, newly married, with a baby on the way, and kind of broke again. And I had to move in with my other sister. I have another older sister in her basement. <laughs> Thank goodness so you have sisters. I, kind of, I have four sisters. So thankfully, yeah. I have plenty to, to go through. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So basically I, I took it from there. I said, I realized I don't know what I'm doing. And I said, well, who does know how to grow a business? And that's why I, the light bulb moment came in my head. I said, well, the best companies in the world. And that took me on a 10 year journey to work with literally the best companies in the world, Google, Ford, ADP, gosh, a, a dozen, a dozen Fortune 500 companies and 10,000 small businesses. And then in 2009 was kind of the high point in the, at that stage of my career which is why I won Google's Agency of the Year, having spent $400 million in advertising across all these great clients. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's great. So you had all this beautiful success and then, uh-oh. Yeah. What happened next? Well, after I left the corporate world, I decided to take what I learned and bring that to small businesses because I, I thought... I was one of the statistics, meaning 70% of small businesses fail within 10 years. And I right. said, what can I do to help that not happen to other people like myself? And so that's when I started an agency eight years ago called Big Fish Results. Had a good level of success with the agency, but I, I saw the same theme there, that people don't know what they don't know. And a lot of times clients would come to us that weren't even marketing ready. They didn't have their value proposition down. They didn't have their market down, like what they wanted to accomplish, their goals, et cetera. And so that's when I started two years ago, a training and consulting company to fill in those gaps. Yeah, I love that. And so when, what propelled you to write the book? I mean, I'm assuming that the small steps you know, to grow to profits are really the steps that you take people through and in your consulting company as well. But what compelled you to have to give it to the world in the form of a book? Because a lot of people do consulting and they don't write books. Yeah, it's actually a much bigger story than that even. So the story of Small Steps came from something very personal that I I never even shared. As personal as going homeless and bankrupt is, the Small Steps really came from my mother. Mm -hmm. And so what encouraged me to write the book was back in the 1930s, there was another epidemic going on. And so just like today, you have the pandemic and everything. Back in the 1930s, there was polio. Mm -hmm. And so unfortunately, at the age of nine months old, in the late 30s, my mother contracted polio and was unable to walk from the age of nine months all the way up to 14. And so her whole childhood was spent quarantined in a hospital by herself with a room full of other kids. It was a real challenging time. They had iron lungs back then, which were ventilators today. And I asked her, I said, how in the world did you get through such a difficult time? Like, how can anyone like do that? As hard as it is today, you know, the polio was a affecting just children and they couldn't right. walk. Like, how do you survive that kind of thing? And the secret she told me is always break things down, break them down into small steps. And so that was kind of the idea of the book. And that was the one thing that kind of got me through all the challenges in my life. And what I learned is really just, there's really three things that are necessary. First, you're going to need to know what step to take. 
Then you need to ha- know how to take those steps. And then finally, you actually have to take those steps and take action. That's really the formula that I've leveraged for businesses. But the real propitiation of it is from my mother who kind of set that from her early childhood. Yeah. Yeah. To who helped you break it down. And so now, you know, things are good. <laughs> things are good for you. Yeah. And you've launched this book and I was with you on the day that you were launching it. And, you know, all of us helped you. Hopefully, did you get up to number one? Did we make uh, it? Not yet. Well, we're actually still at pre-launch. We're still in pre-launch. We're, we're still in pre-launch. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah. And, you know, so we were all just going and, you know, getting the book and helping you out and making, you know, making a big splash with it. And that reminded me of a friend of mine, a colleague of mine. She has a company called Splash Dynamics or Splash Something Marketing, Splash Marketing. And her tagline is, why make a ripple when you can make a splash, right? Yeah. And that's what you're doing as well. So let's talk about some of the steps because the people that are listening to this podcast are already successful in a corporate job or maybe entrepreneurship. And they're exploring this opportunity to make the shift into doing charitable work or foundation work or being more significant or make an impact in the world by giving back you know, in a different way. Or they're in the middle of it and they're second guessing or struggling through it. And then, or they're on the outside of it and, and they have a great story to tell on how they made it through it. So whatever you want to talk about is fine. Where you see the biggest struggle is for entrepreneurs in deciding to make this choice. It's kind of like you just said, you know, the why, you know, how you're going to do it and then actually doing it. Where's that biggest struggle and what do you want to say to them as they're going through that or give them some advice? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So the beautiful thing about this system is that it works across all circumstances because it's really foundational. And it's really not just for business. It's also for life. Yeah. And so the secret of taking small steps is, is so, so powerful, yet neglected. And you, there's really three scenarios from a business perspective that I look at. So the first scenario it can be used in is if you want to scale. So if you want to get to the next level, whether it's in a nonprofit or for-profit business, the principles still apply. The second level of situation we use it for is if someone is stuck. So if you're stuck in your growth in whatever area it is, it could be running a marathon, the process still works. And then finally, the third area it works for, and unfortunately, it's more prevalent nowadays, is if you're in crisis, right? So if you're a crisis or a startup, I I think of them the same. Because if you're a startup, you're essentially in crisis because you haven't figured things out. But that's kind of the other area. Mm -hmm. But to answer your specific question, the area that people most miss is the what. Yeah. Because you need the three things. So there's an idea that was came from Jim Collins in the book, Good to Great. So yeah. it's one of the you know seminal books in business. And he talks about the idea of building a flywheel effect. So getting momentum. And what I've discovered is most businesses, their flywheel is broken. They don't have that momentum. Yeah. And that's why you need those three areas, the what, the how, and then the action. But the area that people miss most is the what. And the what is so important because if you don't know what to do, you go right to the how. And and what does that mean? Well, how, how to do SEO, how to do Facebook, how to do all these things. Shiny objects. What's that? (laughs) Shiny objects. Yeah, the shiny, absolutely. Grabbing and doing and this will work and that'll work and this should work. Yeah, absolutely. So you got to first think about what do I want to accomplish? And even at a deeper level, which I don't get into in the book because it's more focused on growth and marketing, but the why. Like, why do you need to do this? Like, why is it important to you? Because that's going to sustain you because business is full of ups and downs and you're not going to make it through the downs if you don't have a big enough purpose to sustain you through the trials. Uh, So that's a whole other topic. But the what is really important. 
Yeah. The strategy. Yeah, I love that. So where do you find most people are in? Are they in the problem of scaling because they've got to get out of their own way? Yeah. Are they the problem of stuck because it's kind of like the push-pull, right? Like I do really well and then I'm stuck again. And then I do really well and I'm stuck again. It's not really a scale because that's a sustainability, right? Because there's not any scaling of it. Or do yeah. you find that it's people in crisis not knowing what to do or having a roadmap? And even in this, the case of the COVID challenge, right? You made That may be more prevalent now, but generally, yeah. which one is more prevalent for people? Yeah, yeah generally more people are stuck. Yeah. And really they're stuck getting to the next level. So. And fortunately, I've worked at all the levels, but getting from six to seven figures, seven to eight figures, eight to nine, and so forth, they all take different skill sets and understanding to get to the next level. And usually that's where people get tapped, you know, capped. They yeah. can only hit a certain level and they can't figure out why. And that's why it's, it's important to break down the what you have to do. And a lot of times, how do you figure out the what? Well, that's where maybe working with a coach is important, a consultant, a mentor, modeling somebody. There's all sorts of ways to do that, but that's really what gets them to the next level. Yeah. You know, I always explain that as a ladder, right? As you go up the rungs of the ladder, you can't get to the top by still holding on to the bottom. Right. And, you know, unless you're a barrel of monkeys, yeah. <laughs> right? you can't do that. So, you know, it's holding on and clenching to the habits and the skill set and the people around you and the mindset that you had as an, a small entrepreneur or someone, you know, who's new in a business and just growing you know, if you're even if you're in corporate, the corporate world, right? It's what you know here. And as you t- continue to progress, you have to add new habits and create new skills to be able to do that, so that you don't slip back down those rungs, right? Right. But also that you're able to reach up and see what success might look like, and knowing and mapping that out. Yep. You know, to say that when it when it comes time, and I don't mean to say the when this then that, but I'm saying looking up there, when I get there, I'm going to need to know X, Y, and Z. So at what point do I start implementing that as a lead indicator? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Is very important. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So if someone is listening to this and they're, you know, and they're thinking, okay, I feel stuck. I'm in crisis. I can't figure out how to scale. I've tried 20,000 times. What would be the number one thing that they should do first before they call you? Yeah. Well, what I talk about in my book and in the manifesto is the idea of growth compounding. So growth compounding is idea where you can exponentially grow your results by looking at six factors. And so I broke that down into a framework called the results loop. And the result looks at six, the six factors I found that drive growth across every company at every stage. And so what I would suggest is start looking at your own internal results loop because usually where you're stuck is in one of those six areas. Yeah. And I see it behind you. So for those of you, and by the way, I have something that looks very similar to that for mine, because if there's something that's missing there, that cog is gone. I call it the client journey, right? Because I think a lot of people think is get business, close business, get business, close business, that it's linear and it's actually not. It's an infinity sign. That's where you know, it continually happens over time. So is your book available? Is it a digital book? Is it a hard copy, hardcover, or do you have an audio? Like what mechanisms do you have for delivery? Yeah, it's rolling out in all formats. So right now it's available for pre-order as a soft cover. It's coming out in Amazon digitally. And then there's an audio version coming out after that. Oh, great. Great. So someone can get it at Amazon right now. So we'll make sure we have a link there. 
Yeah. Well, the best thing to do, because it's not on Amazon, we have a launch page where you can get it. Okay, great. But the manifesto is probably the best thing to look at today, which is the Small Steps Manifesto. And within that, I took the best elements of the book and actually put it up for free. So anyone can download it and learn kind of the concept without even having to get the book yet. Okay, got it. So it's thesmallstepsmanifesto.com. No, the, just small steps manifesto. Okay, all right. Small step. Okay, got it. Yeah, and we'll have the link to the book because maybe by the time we release, your book will be out. (laughs) We'll have all of it there so that everybody has it. So let me ask you another uh, kind of last question as we kind of wrap up here today is, you know, what quote is a mantra that you live by? Oh boy, that's a great question. There's so many I I live by. I know, I live by a ton of them too. Yeah, you were saying something and I was like, oh, that's a quote, you know, that's similar to someone else's. I'm always thinking of them too. But but if there's one quote that you just kind of go to, you know. I would say the one that I don't know where it came from. (laughs) I think I made it up, but I probably heard it somewhere. But slow down to speed up. Yep, that's, I use that all the time. Yeah. Oh, you do? Perfect. Because I think that's a very powerful one. And I first learned that when I was, I used to be a, um, in a conservatory, a violinist. I used to be a uh, violinist. And when I was in school, I learned from my teacher that lesson. So my teacher was a renowned violinist, played, you know, at Carnegie Hall, recorded for Sony, the whole bit. And I had wanted to learn one of the best pieces for violin called the Mendelssohn Violin Concerto. Don't start. You just wanted to go right there. Yeah, I did. I just wanted to go right to the juicy parts, yep. have fun, play the melody. And he's like, no, you got, you got to, you know, you got to work through every note is important. And I learned from him, you got to slow down, practice it slowly, and then speed it up and learn the piece. Right. And that has been something that's carried me through my whole life journey. But it's particularly important for business because you have to slow down and kind of understand where you're at and what you need to do before just charging forward. Because how many of us have wasted money hiring the wrong person, doing the wrong advertising? making bad decisions. And I think the sad thing is that we have to all come to the realization is, for the most part, we're at where we are today based on decisions we made. And how have we used our time, our money, and our efforts? That's really the end result, like where we are today. So how do we improve that? Well, you slow down and kind of reevaluate where you are. Yeah, I always say, I have this quoted in my book as well, slow down to speed up so you don't have to, instead of speeding up to slow down, because what ends up happening is that when we go too fast, we end up getting stalled and stuck, just like you said, and we can't, we have to retract and we have to go back and make different decisions. We have to hire people and fire people and regroup and change colors and change a website and change fonts, right? Like all those things have to be done. Yeah. And, and it's crazy because people will hand me a business card and say, well, don't go to my website because it's under construction. And I'm like, well, then why'd you build it? Yeah. Enhancing it is one thing, but why did you build it thinking what you you know were needed instead of just building it as you went along? So yeah, I really love that concept. And I think that's really important for people to understand. So Tony, if people want to get in touch with you, what is the best way? I'm sure there's multiple ways, but what is the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah. So I'm happy to respond to any emails. If someone wants to email Tony at meet Tony G, I'd be happy to answer any questions I hit on today. Uh, that'd probably be the best way to reach me. But before you do that, make sure you look at the manifesto. Then your questions will be a little bit... Yeah, use your time wisely, right? Yeah. Slow down to speed yeah. up <laughs> instead of speeding up to slow down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for sharing your story with us today. And you know, it's it's just a, 
I mean, to a certain extent, it's a little rags to riches story. And, you know, I love that you're talking about a manifesto and, you know, a system and steps that create that infinity of business going and really, really appreciate your contribution here to this podcast to help others that are listening. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. So again, thank you so much for joining us today. And I can't ever say it enough is the gratitude of taking time out of your day to listen. And hopefully you had an aha moment or some type of action that you can take to move you from success to significance so that you too can break through the glass ceilings that you have in your life. And we will catch you next time on Success to Significance. Take care. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.